I think it was quite revealing in some different kinds of ways. And I think the main thing that it revealed, uh, irrespective of whether or not we think that he was completely honest or forthright in everything, is that uh, what it confirmed is that the party comes first. Uh, that above all, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, it's not an individual. It's uh, loyalty to the party. His explanation that he stayed and resisted and, you know, tried to change things from the inside is consistent. Uh, irrespective of whether or not we like it, or irrespective of whether or not we think he should have done something different, uh, I think it's consistent with the kind of politics that Ramaphosa has always practiced, which is the insider role, the long-term role, uh, the, the guy who basically looks at the balance of forces and says, you know, I'm going to stick around and I'm going to change this. And in order to do that, he's got to look the other way occasionally. And I think that's what bothers us. Uh, in many cases, is that it seems quite a bit duplicitous or a bit double standards when you are selectively moralistic or you selectively only uh, speak out about certain things. And I think there's, that's where the double standard lies in his testimony. Now, the president told the Zondo Commission that he considered resigning when he found that state capture was happening under his watch as the deputy president. Um, in fact, he had five options. So do you think that he could have chosen another <laughs> option from the one he did? <laughs> Sure, of course he could have. Uh, and, you know, the question is, when you weigh up the, the balance of, of, as he put it, the balance of forces, and you say, okay, well, you know, what is my end goal here? Well, as, as he said, you know, in some ways, I think he was quite honest and said, look, if I had have spoken out and said, hey, this is all wrong, uh, Zuma would have fired me, and he would have pushed him aside. It's probably correct. Uh, he probably would have done that, and he would have been sitting out there as a critic and probably gotten quite a lot of public support. But, you know, Ramaphosa's long-term game, and, and I think for most of the senior leadership of the ANC, is to maintain power, is to basically maintain their position. And if you're looking at a sort of, sort of Machiavellian calculation and saying, well, I'm weighing it up all the factors, he probably made the right choice in the sense of, of as an ANC cater, as an ANC person, uh, to try to stay there and do what he could. But in the process, of course, what happened is, uh, under his watch, a lot of bad things happen, and he has to explain that, and I think he's having a difficult time convincing the rest of us that he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time he appeared before the commission, there was widespread criticism that the commission chair and the evidence leaders were treating him with kid gloves. Was this any different this time? No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I, there is a, a sense, I think, that people are probably a little bit caught in between. I mean, on, on one level, you know, his testimony in his opening statement about what he's done uh, since he came uh, for president and everything. It's some, it, you know, quite a bit of that is hard to refute. I mean, even if we agree to the extent of which it is. So, but I don't think there is any particular sort of bias or preference to Ramaphosa. In fact, I think, if anything, he probably faces a bit more of a hostility in a sense of we expected more of you and you've let us down. And I think that's what he's fighting against is to say, you know, look, I, I understand your criticism, but this is what, what I had to do if I hadn't have done this none of us would have been sitting here talking about these things anyway. Mm-hmm. What do you expect uh, today as the president continues his testimony? I would expect that probably he would uh, hi- try to highlight the, the more sort of recent kinds of things that he's done, as opposed to sort of concentrating on the, the Zuma years. Now he's going to say, look, you know, this is the outcome of, you know, I stayed and then I was able to do one, two, three, and four, and to outline those kinds of things, but also to face quite a bit of, uh, you know, I would say critical questioning with regards to, as you say, you know, select, his selective application of his moral behavior. And I think that's going to be the most difficult thing for him to, uh, how should we say, uh, you know, make sense of and convince the rest of us of.